0: You are listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. So good afternoon, everybody. Today is a Wednesday, June the 7th, 2023. And we are here with our next installment of the Unseen Touchscreen course with Michael Fair. So I'm going to turn it over to Michael now to carry on with his wonderful presentations. Hello, everyone. Well, we are at part two of our exploration of settings, and it seems to coincide with a bit of a summer break for people, so uh, we'll pick up the fall with uh, the next installment. Uh, this is a, a good place uh, to sort of do this with, because this will, if you know you wait around settings, that really gives you the ability to configure your iPhone to do exactly what you want. And uh, you know, take time over the summer to explore those settings, to look in the different areas, see what's there. Uh, if you think, oh, I wish I could do X and it doesn't seem like you can look in settings, you might be able to. Uh, so there's, uh, I think we'll start this uh, with a bit of a review of my system for navigating settings. Uh, The different areas, the groupings that aren't these aren't official. Apple, there's no headings that separate the settings into these groupings. This is just something I've noticed about how they're arranged. So the first batch of settings, after the search uh, bar uh, and the ID setting where you have your iCloud and all that uh, Apple ID related stuff, is starts with Airplane Mode, and it's Communications. And so that area starts with uh, the toggle to switch airplane mode on and off, and it ends with personal hotspot, which is an ability to set up a hotspot where your phone acts as a Wi-Fi uh, generating spot, and you can you can use other devices through your iPhone, or other people can connect and use internet with your your internet connection uh, plan with your iPhone. So that's. All the settings between those two points are in the communications grouping. uh, And they're all about uh, everything from Wi-Fi, which communicates with the internet, Bluetooth, which communicates with uh, different uh, devices. You can pair different devices, everything from Braille displays to keyboards to headsets, all kinds of things. Um, After the communications grouping of settings, then there's awareness. These are settings that are all about your iPhone informing you or making you informed of different things. So it starts with notifications, which is the most uh, visible form of uh, information. And it goes right through to screen time, which keeps track of how much time you spend using different apps uh, and doing different things. So all of that is in the awareness grouping of settings. And there's quite a lot in there. Uh, so go through and, and you know, customize it so that your phone Gives you the information you want and shuts up about what you don't. Uh, It's all possible. And don't forget, you can have notifications delivered quietly to the Notification Center. There's a whole section we'll come to in the fall uh, about notifications. And uh, we'll get to that in a a more detailed way later. But uh, there are a, a lot of flexibility in terms of how, when you're disturbed, what can disturb you, all of that kind of stuff. In, in those two, uh, same with, with focus. So uh, those two settings are very key and uh, uh, will help with, uh, with different uh, aspects of how much, how verbal your phone is and what it tells you uh, and, and when it interrupts. Next group is uh, configuration. So we got communications up top, we got awareness next, then got configuration. And it starts with the general branch of settings, which is a big, it it contains a lot of of very important, everything from iPhone storage management to software updates to whether apps refresh in the background or not. That has a big impact on battery and a big impact on how useful apps can be uh, in terms of coming up with the information you need when you need it. Um, You can, in the general settings, there's a dictionary. Uh, You can set which dictionaries and thesauruses are available on your iPhone. Uh, they're free. You can just download them onto your iPhone and have them, even off- if you're offline, look up words and definitions and things. Very handy. So all sorts of things in general uh, in that area, just by the way. Uh, so that, that uh, configuration starts with general uh, and ends with Siri and search. That's all to do with configuring your iPhone. Um, next comes Security. Uh, the, the security grouping is very important. It starts with uh, face or touch ID, depending on the model of your phone, uh, and passcode. So that's where it, it starts, and it ends with uh, passwords options. So that's basically where you, set, you, you keep track of passwords for different accounts that aren't related to Apple, different websites you visit, things like that, um, is in that section. Uh, next comes app, the Apple grouping. and I, I couldn't think of a better name for this, but this is where uh, the settings in, in this little stretch uh, basically uh, are for Apple apps that come with your iPhone, all the pre-installed services and apps that Apple just gives you with iOS. It starts with mail. Uh, anyone who uses the mail app should look in those settings. There's a bunch you can do in there. And that extends all the way to TV provider covers in a lot of ground, everything from music to podcasts, to all, all the different apps. Maps has as settings, all of that is in that area. So that is the Apple grouping. And finally, the last area of settings, after you, you reach the TV provider, if you keep going down or right, you will reach any settings that are for apps that you acquire. So, uh, anything that you buy in the app store, it will automatically get an, a settings area. They're alphabetical, so they're sorted alphabetically. And you can just, it keeps growing as you get more apps. Okay, so that area is uh, going to be different for all of you because you, you're all probably going to get different apps. And uh, if if you ever are in an app, a third-party app, your TD Bank app, your shopping app, whatever, and you want it to do something doesn't look like there's a way to make it do, Go check out its settings area because there might be uh settings in there which uh which help you uh with that. So uh I believe we covered general uh last time. Uh so this is this will be security settings. There's a lot to cover in security. We'll, in fact, there's a whole section of the guide that we'll be getting to pretty much first thing in the fall uh about. Uh, digital, uh, protecting yourself and using these security features and controlling, you know, how intrusive they are, that sort of thing. So Touch ID and password code, those are uh, for getting into your iPhone and identifying yourself without having to type in, you know, your your whole password or or something like that every time uh, and and Apple ID username. So uh, your passcode is a four or six-digit number that you can set up and it unlocks your phone. And uh, it's also used to encrypt your data. So uh, I, I recommend people set it up unless they really have trouble remembering, uh, you know. and you can have a four-digit one. It doesn't have to be six digits. I don't think you can go any shorter than four. You can customize it. You can have something alphanumeric uh, if you want to uh, when you're setting it up. You, uh, you either put in a code and then ask you to put it in again to verify that you have it right and you memorized it. Uh, or you can flick, uh, uh, if you, once you double tap on passcode, you can flick through the settings and, and past the normal area, there's a passcode options where you can double tap that and you can customize, like if you want something completely different, a uh, license plate number or something like that if you wanted to use. Um, so that's a code that lets you into your phone and uh, is often used when other security measures fail. Like if you uh, went to buy an app and, and uh, it didn't, the face ID failed, it might ask you for your passcode. You just punch that, that number in and you get the app. Like it's it, it used to identify you. Uh, emergency SOS is another important thing in that area. You can set whether you want your phone to dial 911 automatically, and uh, the default behavior has changed um, for getting to that dialogue. If you hold in the uh, uh, volume up and the side button uh, of your phone, uh, you can get into emergency area uh, at SOS, and it pops up a dialogue with two things. The, the far left one, uh, if you flick left and you hear it go bump, and it gets it, um, it gets all the way to the left, that is the uh, uh, power off and uh, that would, you know, shut down your phone if you double tap that. If you flick right on that dialogue, that gets into emergency calling. And if you double tap that, it will initiate that procedure. And And typically what happens is a siren goes off and it counts down. Uh, you can choose whether to have the siren on or off. So you could have it do it silently. Um, it, you'd still hear the countdown from voiceover. Um, but uh you know that's something you can you can go in and explore and, and make sure you have that set to your liking so when in a pinch when you have to use that feature, you know what to expect okay so that's that's one area definitely worth checking out and uh yeah, so that's I'm just checking my notes, yeah, volume and side button uh at the same time see so and, and hold it for like a second or so, and that will pop up this little dialogue with power off and emergency options. Okay, so it, it's not five clicks anymore like it used to be. Uh, you can change that, I believe, um, in that. So if, if that's something you wanna do, you can. Just, if you do that, <clears throat> be aware that the accessibility accessibility shortcut is has to be three clicks uh, or three home button clicks, depending on, on which model of phone you have. Um, and uh, there's no changing that, as far as I can tell. So uh, just be keep in mind that if you do too many clicks, do it too quickly, trying to get the accessibility, you might accidentally call emergency services. That used to happen a lot to people. I think it's less now that that they've, Apple has made the change. Um, battery settings. Um, that is uh, another area in in the uh, in in this area of of stuff. Uh, kind of going into into the configuration area a bit. And uh, it it basically, you can change, uh, you can turn on low power if you really are in a pinch for battery power. It does diminish how useful your iPhone is uh, because it, it, it cranks down the performance speed, uh, which doesn't impact voiceover a ton, but it does change like Bluetooth, things like that. So if you have connected devices like AirPods, it might affect that. So just be, be aware that if you choose like low power mode, it's not something you should always use because it says batteries. This is something you only need to use if you have to because it will diminish what your iPhone is able to, to handle and do. The other thing you can do in, in battery settings is check on your battery's health uh, and it will show you how much uh, capacity your battery has relative to when it was new, okay? So over the time you use your iPhone, that will drop and uh it will keep getting lower as the battery gets uh, worn right as, as if the chemical uh process right recharging and discharging so you know eventually those chemicals that uh, wear out and you will eventually get to a point where your battery is it, it can't provide as, mu- as much power as it used to and that will result in you having to plug it in more often you get shorter charge time and uh it it get, it can get to a point where uh you, you might have other problems like sudden shutdowns. Apple has uh, put in battery optimization, which you can turn on or off. And that that kind of tries to keep your charging uh, in, in a way that optimizes battery level. So that's available. And I recommend people have that on unless there's a real reason why you don't want it on. Uh, it does help. And it will try to make sure that your battery uh, doesn't charge to 100% until you really need it to, is the idea, right? So that's kind of what it tries to do. Um, privacy settings. Okay, there's another area where there's a lot of, in there. So go in there and look around and, and sort of feel out what you want in terms of privacy settings. Uh, that includes all kinds of stuff from uh, whether which apps can have access to things like your location, your. Uh, uh, it, it face uh, things like that, your um, different areas, contacts, uh, photo, like which a- apps can access the sensors, the, the camera, the microphone, things like that. So go through and make sure you know, you know, what's at what gets access to what, and uh, you know, make sure you're comfortable with that. Um, you know, it's, it's you have a lot of control that Apple provides about what apps can access. Nothing you decide is. Written in stone, you can change. You can revoke the permission for an app to say use your microphone. Things like <clears throat> like that. So um, there's there's a lot of power you have. Uh, Apple is probably one of the best in terms of that and giving you those options because it it really tries to brand itself as be caring about your privacy. That's part of its core brand now. So uh, you have a lot of control there. Um, app Store settings you can set whether apps you purchase uh whether they download automatically onto your phone whether uh apps you purchase on that iphone uh are available for other devices that you have uh there's all sorts of sort of different things you can set uh whether you need a password uh for free apps uh there are some settings there that you know you, you can choose whether or not to use your uh uh, face ID and Touch ID to purchase apps. And that's really handy. That basically means you, you, you tap on the app's price in the app store to buy it. And you hold your phone. If you Face ID, you'd hold your phone up to your face, and you double-click the side button to confirm. It looks at your face, or if you're touching it, it'd be the same. You'd be touching the uh, home button or the power button, depending on how new your phone is uh, with, with Touch ID uh, or an iPad. And, uh, it will, you know, look at your, your fingerprint and go, okay, it's you and buy the app and you don't have to put in your passcode and you don't have to put in your, uh, your, uh, password. Cause if, if you don't use a passcode and everything, you can still get apps, but you'd constantly be having to type in your, your Apple ID and password. Um, so that's something to, uh, to consider, uh, just set that up how you feel most secure. Um. Same goes for Wallet and Apple Pay. These are settings that you can basically use your phone to act as almost a credit card. You can hold it out uh, to a a place like where you'd normally pay with a credit card. Uh, You can, in the lock screen, you can have Apple Pay and double click on on the side button, and it it will look at your face to make sure it's you. You then hold your phone out by the reader, uh, by the cash a point of of fail uh, machine, and it will go you'll feel it go ding and you hear a little ding uh, if if you make a successful payment, there's a little vibration as well, and you get a notification of what was paid so it, it, for blind people, it doesn't get much better than that right that's that's you, you know you have a record in your notification center of of what you paid, and uh, it also anything like that is kept track of in your your the wallet app. you can go in and see the history of your purchases. Things like that, so a very nice uh, addition for for us, and of course, uh, passwords and accounts that's the sort of at the end of this odd little area that's mostly about security. Uh, you can set up um, you know, passwords and accounts for other sites and uh, it will keep track of them in the iCloud keychain, and that way you don't have to enter them all the time. It, it, as you log into a site, it'll pop up and go use this identity to log in. you double tap that. And it will want to feel your, you know, see your fingerprint or your face, depending on what you have, or, or you might have to use your, your passcode. And then instead of typing in a long password, it just you just do those things, and bing, you're you're logged into the site. It's very convenient and easy, and just speeds life along. Um, so the now we're into the Apple grouping uh now like i say we'll be covering especially security in in a lot more detail in the fall um in its own section there's a lot of ground to cover there to to really understand how these things work a bit better but that should get you you know started with this um and you know like i say nothing's written in stone take your time try the settings out see what works for you uh the apple settings are you know we have each uh app kind of has its own setting area so mail you have uh uh, you can organize uh, mail into threads or not. you can choose whether that happens. uh you can block uh, unwanted mail uh, messages and uh, you can receive uh, notifications when uh, when messages arrive. so you have a lot of control in there uh in the settings and they they sort of they want to keep their apps as clutter-free as possible. Is the idea so? Some they'll often, especially in the early days, I find they did this more. Uh, they they have uh, something like the mail app, and then they have uh, to, to change the behaviors. You go into settings, mail, and then you can go in and you know see what settings you want <laughs> to change and uh, uh, do that. And, uh, and so there's there's a few different things in mail that that you want to. Just check out uh, contacts. It has settings, and you can choose how they're organized. Things like that. Um, uh, so that's it's a little. There's less in in those settings, but there's still a few things there. Uh, it as- actually has an option for uh, importing contacts as well from your SIM card. So if you're you know you're transferring from an old phone, something like that, uh, you know you can I- import contacts from a SIM card if if Uh, you have, uh, you know, the context stored on one. Uh, Calendar settings. Uh, So you can uh, choose your default uh, calendar. There's a choice, Julian, Gregorian, all these different uh, calendars people use. Um, uh, You can override time zones so that things appear in your, you know, native time zone and you don't have to, you know, think of, you know, when that's going to be for, you know, uh, for you uh, versus other places in the world, uh, you can decide uh, whether Siri gives you uh, location-based uh, base, information. Uh, so, uh, for example, estimated time to arrival at an event. If you put an event in your calendar, you can set it in the calendar settings. You can say, yes, I want Siri to sort of factor in travel time and give me an ETA. Uh, it, it can do that so <laughs> there's there's a lot there that uh, people should just take the time to explore calendar settings um and uh let's see note note settings uh is is uh, there's a lot there in terms of uh controlling uh starting a new note it, like if you if you say to Siri I want to write a note about this uh or do th- do different things you can have it so it can it adds what you say into the last note that you created uh, uh, from the lock screen, or you can have it um, you know start a new note for each instance right and just have a collection of of new notes made for each thing each time you want to have a note created as you're uh, going about your day uh kind of similar for reminders um, reminders also let you decide uh uh when when reminders um uh, when you're creating them, specific times. Uh, when, when If you create a reminder without a specific time, you can choose when those are announced. So you could have all those reminders that don't have specific times sort of announced at like 9 a.m. in the morning. Like pick a time that sort of uh, works for you. Uh, decide when uh, overdue reminders are are shown uh, as, as overdue, things like that. You have a lot of control there uh, over those kind of things. Uh, voicemail settings. Uh, you can uh, choose which, uh, which uh, quality of format, uh, whether uh, you want compressed format or lossless. Uh, so if, you, if you're recording like an event for posterity, you might want lossless because you get a better recording. If you want, you know, not to take up space, but you want audio notes that you can just keep for a long, long time, uh, you might want to use compressed. But, you know, you, it's, they're still understandable. I mean, they're still, you know, perfectly... Audible speech, you know, um, but' they're, they're a lot less uh, memory intensive, so that's something to uh, you know to keep in mind. Uh, you can decide whether memos you can have them named by default uh, based on the location that you're creating them in. Um, so that can happen automatically or you can have to name them uh, yourself and depending on on what you're doing, uh, one will be better than the other in terms of convenience and such. Uh, Phone settings. Now, one really important thing for blind people here is to set it, go into phone settings. So settings, phone, go in there and set the uh, display of uh, incoming calls uh, to full screen. Okay. Otherwise, you have this tiny little ribbon that's almost impossible to find. Like, it's, it's a real pain. So I recommend for blind users, just do yourself a massive favor, set incoming calls to take the full screen. Uh, the banner is there for people. Uh, it, the idea is it won't take you right out of your app. Your phone call will come in and it'll have this little banner that you can interact with if you want to. But if not, you can just continue using your app. But for blind people, it can be such an annoyance finding that banner that I I think everyone should just set it to full screen, and a call comes in, and yes, you're going to be interrupted. You can either decline right away. Find the decline button. It's much easier on the full screen uh, to get to it. Um, so yeah, uh, that's that's one of my big recommendations uh, for this area of of settings. And you can decide whether you want Siri to announce calls. Uh, of course, voicemail is going to do that. Uh, voiceover is going to do that automatically. So for us, it's kind of redundant, Uh, but I don't know. You might have a situation where it's easier to hear Siri's voice, and it's distinctive enough that it helps you realize there's a call coming in. Like there could be, uh, you know, reasons like that where it could be useful uh, to tell it uh, to announce. So that that'll be up to you to to figure out what's like with your hearing environment and noise levels, like what works better for you. Um, So maps, uh, you can set a lot in maps in and uh choose everything from preferred style of of travel uh to be used by default so it'll set you know uh walking directions or bus directions by default and you can change this if you want you know nothing again nothing's written in stone you can say i want this route to be for bus travel or something like that um as you as you set up to get a route to places and uh you know for directions um uh it's also possible to uh choose uh units of measure units of distance uh have weather information uh displayed in in maps so that you can see you know what area what an area you're going to might be like uh so there's there's lots of things uh in the driving uh uh navigation uh thing you can actually um choose. Uh, you know, when audio is playing, you can choose the volume of, you know, the messages, the navigation messages versus everything else, right? So you can sort of say, I want these louder. So it over, you know, overpowers whatever else is listening at the time, or you can choose whether Sputton content uh, uh, basically just stops the, uh, uh, like if you're listening to a podcast or music, you can have, the messages just say, okay, pause while you're speaking, right? And, and any audio, which is paused and you just hear, you know, whatever the direction message is, and then your, your, uh, you know, music or whatever will resume after that. So that could be, you know, especially in the noise of your car or whatever, that could be a good thing if you're stuck with navigation duties as a blind person, um, you know, uh, so there's, there's lots there, um, in, in terms of maps, uh, so you know that's that's one big place to uh, to look around uh so yeah basic rule uh, if apps don't have options inside them that you think they should before you conclude that it's not possible to do what you want check in settings because there's all sorts of of different things in settings uh and you know more and more increasingly newer apps are including uh, you know, settings in themselves. So if you find, look through an app and find a settings button in the app, try there first. Uh, if you find a more tab or something like that in an app, uh, in an app look there first because chances are you, an app is probably going to anticipate, an app developer is going to anticipate that you want to do X with an app. It's much more likely to be there in the app itself than in settings but uh once you've done that once you've looked in the more tab once you've looked at any preferences button and seen what seen what's in there and any settings button in the app or different thing like that then you know when when in doubt go to settings uh and find the, the entry for the app it's going to be way down in that third party area uh so you could use the search box at the top of settings and type in the name and search for the app that way or you could flick down by three finger swipes to get you know navigate quickly through all the other settings it takes like a number of swipes and then you can touch on the screen in the middle or wherever and see where you are and and kind of get to the point where you're near the app's name and then you can just flick left or right to get to it right that's that's pretty much the quickest way because we can't skim really as blind people so to navigate settings it's you know that's why I kind of came up with those areas to to sort of give a kind of mental map about what's where and uh you can sort of Figure out, okay, I'm in the third party settings, so I got to go up to get back up to the Apple settings, or up higher than those to get to the security settings and configuration settings and such. So, you know, that's that's why uh, I put that there. I I kind of wished Apple would <laughs> would would uh, implement that. That would be a wonderful ego boost, um, <laughs> but they haven't. Uh, so there's there's yeah, quite a lot there, and you know, changing settings, it's it's very unlikely that you'll do something that uh, will uh, you know, be you know, calamitous. One thing to know in settings is uh, when you go into something like accessibility and you get to something like voiceover, some of these things, it, it'll say voiceover on button. Now, if it says button at, right after that, that means you can double tap it and it will go into an area. It's not going to shut off voiceover. And there are a number of places. I wish Apple did this more uh, in a, in a bit of a better way. But basically what you listen for is if it says button right after, typically that will mean you don't, it's not going to deactivate. But then like I guess when you're in voiceover, as an example of this, and you're flicking right and you come to voiceover and it'll say on if, you know, if it's on and it won't say button, it'll say double tap to turn off. Uh, and, uh, of course, if you do double tap it, you'll lose speech, so don't. But you'll notice when it says voiceover button, uh, when you're entering an area, that's like a, that kind of is a subtle clue that you're at an area of settings. Like, voiceover has a lot of settings uh, in that area, as we kind of went through during the voiceover section. And uh, same goes for all the rest. Uh, the, the, the one button can un, can take you into a branch of a lot of different options so um and that's that's pretty much true throughout settings so that's kind of a nutshell um and uh, you know hopefully we can take some some questions there but you know take take time to look around it really pays to familiarize yourself with settings with what's in there and uh, you know over the summer uh, you know do, do yourself a favor and just check you know take your time with it uh look around take some time to look uh, you know, at, at various things as they spike your curiosity, see what's in there, uh, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, you'll be able to configure your iPhone to to take best advantage over over the next uh, while. Well, thank you very much, Michael. I am going to stop the recording there, and Michael just reminded us that we are taking July and August off from the presentations but we'll be back in September to resume the presentations. Thank you for listening to the GTT Podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. There are many ways to get in touch with us. You can call us toll-free at one 877 You can follow our GTT blog at blog. If you'd like to subscribe to our email support list, you can send a blank email to gtt-support plus sign subscribe at groups.io and you can follow the Canadian Council of the Blind on the web at ccbnational.io.